This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Hello and welcome to the Buckets and Tea NBA show. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Today, back to the show. We're not reviewing sandwiches. We are actually reviewing the playoffs this time. It's Casey Bannerman. How you doing, buddy? What up? What up? <laughs> uh, disappointed we're not talking about sandwiches, but you know, I'm here anyways. <laughs> I'm always down to talk about sandwiches. <laughs> we'll have to do maybe another off season. Our original idea was coaches and sandwiches. Maybe we True. can come back to that. You know, we might yeah. have some some shuffling of the coaches this year. It's true. Different it's teams true. that could alter what sandwich we pair them with. Uh, yeah. If anyone missed <laughs> it over the over the Christmas holidays, we did a, a NBA All Star and sandwiches so we picked our top five all-stars and paired them with a sandwich and it was really fun and we did that with andrew fung so shout out to andrew and yeah. uh yeah but we're here to talk about playoffs you know all the we're recording this thursday afternoon so all the game ones and twos have happened uh so far so it's just our early thoughts and everything that has come uh to fruition first of all we got to start talking about draymond green with his uh, one game suspension after the stomp uh on yeah. sabonas in game two uh you know initially led to an ejection and now a, a game one suspension lots of debate happening around this whether people think it's fair or unfair um a lot of people have been like stop defending draymond which means there's a lot of people defending draymond <laughs> and, and you know i feel like every single take has probably been said except for ours so casey sure. where where do you land on this um, I, I mean, uh, Draymond's a very polarizing character. There's no question about that. And I think that's by design. I mean, that's who he wants to be. And I think that's, well, frankly, I'm sort of getting to a place where I'm, I'm really enjoying the heels. I enjoy to hate them. Uh -huh. Um, you know, cause you, you could look up back on my takes of Draymond and say, well, you know, you've hated them before. Um, but I, I, I relish that. I really enjoy it. Um, in terms of his suspension, though, um, I'll say first off, I'm just surprised that more wasn't made of what Sabonis did leading to that. You know, I mean, he, he very clearly grabbed his leg. He was very clearly instigating that. I'm not saying that what Draymond turned around and did like the face stop, the chest stop was not like a natural motion. And it was certainly extra. Uh, but I First off, I, I will say that I was surprised that nothing came of Sabonis, like in terms of any punishment that was levied against him. Um, also, it, it, I mean, it feels like most of this was a reputation suspension. Does that make sense? Which like they it, even it was, said so in the statement. Like in yeah. the statement, they talk about Draymond having a history of events like this. Well, it's either, I don't know, like this is not, does not really feel like a, like 
you know, parliamentary court of law, <laughs> like where it's like you're looking back on past. I mean, in, in some level, I guess you could look at somebody who's had no history of that and sort of go, okay, well, maybe that was a bit of a mistake. But, but honestly, I, I didn't love that part of it. Either a suspension or it's not a suspension. Um, in terms of like, I, I saw some people talking about, you know, when he was suspended during the Cavs series. I mean, that was because he had so many technicals previous to that point, right? Yeah. So that's a completely different situation. Um, I don't know. I, I think he's, it's hard to say because Draymond does do a lot for the Warriors on the court. Um, you can even just see it with his on-off stats against the mm-hmm. Kings. Um, he's a big body out there to deal with Sabonis. Um, you know, I mean, he dealt with them probably a little too much with that stop, but um, <laughs> I will say that um, he's put them in an awkward situation right now. I just don't know if that, because that was excessive to the moment. Like, it's one thing to pull your leg away or push at him, but to, like, really stop your forward momentum, turn around, and... Stomp probably isn't the right word, even <clears throat> excuse me, even though it was a stomp, but it was really more like, of a gallop, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was just like a um but to do that, you're just like Dre, like you're you're putting your team like now now Steph really has to have like an all-time great game uh-huh. in, in the next game because they can't really keep up with like you can see it, they can't keep up with the the king speed, their offensive rebounding, you know, all of that stuff. And, and and for somebody not to be out there to deal with, I mean, Kaminga's played himself out of this game, out of this series, sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not off Kaminga Island. I love the guy. I've actually worked with the guy. I did his his, his rookie card uh, for oh, the cool. G League and Ignite. We did like an NFT card for him. Very nice guy. I think he will develop into a very... Um, uh, good player in this league, but, but as of where he is right now, I mean, you know... There's not really much that he can he can do. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's my take on it. Um, just sort of sucks for yeah for, I, for the Warriors. I agree in that um, not enough was made of Sabonis grabbing the ankle. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think, and you know, I don't think what Draymond did was right at all. Like uh, it no. was it was ridiculous and it was excessive. Um, and I do think the game. I do actually think the suspension is warranted. Like, I do think there is some precedence for that, but I also think like, like Sabonis should have also maybe gotten, maybe not a flagrant two. Did he get a flagrant one? Now I'm trying to remember. I I think think maybe it was just a tech. Like, I just feel like more should have been made of him instigating it because he tried it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know a lot of people are trying to defend Sabonis. No, he tried it. Nobody tries to get up from the ground by wrapping their arms around someone else's ankle. You know what I mean? Like, No, 100%. Yeah, like, if he doesn't stomp on him and he just trips and they review that, that's at least a flagrant one. So, you know, I do think with Draymond, in my personal opinion, I really do believe that this is like self-sabotage, you know, and I felt that way in 2016 as well. Like, I just think like he always says, like, you know, like this is who I am and I'm just trying to get my team going. And it's like no one on your team is saying they need this from you. Yeah. No one's yeah, saying yeah, yeah. they need you to do this. Like it was like a close, it was like a one possession or two possession game at the moment that yeah. this happened. You know what I mean? Like you were in the fourth quarter, you're down 0-1 and you were making 
a run. This was actually the last thing your team needed. And uh-huh. the idea that he, I don't know if he's claimed that about this instant instance, but he has in the past, like, I'm just trying to get my guys riled up. And it's like, no one is saying they need you to rile them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've seen Steph and clay for years now. You know what I mean? Like they know how to answer the moment in big games. Like they didn't, I don't know. They just didn't need this. And I truly believe it is all self-sabotage on his part. I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the series. I mean, game three is tonight and this is going to come out tomorrow. So we don't have the results of that talking about this right now, but like, I just feel like if the warriors needed an excuse to let Draymond walk, at, in this offseason like he's given them enough like i i have a feeling they are punching gonna... jordan pool in the face you don't think that <laughs> <laughs> well in case people forgot you know in case people forgot he did start off the season by punching his own teammate in the face and now he maybe has potentially ended it with a stomp you know and and i just think like i don't know i just feel like he brought this on himself and and it's sad for me as a Warriors fan because I actually really like Draymond and I think he is an elite defender. And even though his offensive numbers aren't always there, it's like he is still one of the best defenders in the game. And and I actually think he has set a precedence for the undersized five in modern 100%. basketball. You know, yep. so like he is very important to basketball, but it's just stuff like this is so self-sabotaging. It, it's it bugs me. I, I I agree, and I think that I think the thing with Draymond is he's sort of he's like a he's like he's like a fire, right? Like uh, on one hand, he can heat heat your house, he can cook your meals. See, there's so much positive that can come from it, but unbridled, you know, it can also burn down your house. And I think that that, <laughs> yeah. that sort of is, um, you know, I think that I don't want to say he's enabled, but I think sometimes. Because obviously we don't know what's happening in the locker room. We don't know the conversations that are being had. Um, there's obviously been a few leaks of some arguments that he's had with players, coaches, uh, players, namely KD and stuff like that. I'm sure people do come at him. I'm sure people do try to check him. But I think sometimes, you know, a lot is made of like, well, just like you said, you know, this is just who Draymond is and and you get the good with it. And I think sometimes you know, uh, it's just completely misplaced and it, and it's yeah. at the wrong place, wrong time, wrong everything. And um, I love Draymond for it. The same reasons that I would be annoyed with Draymond for it. And I think that that's, um, that's part of it. So uh, I, I, I think I will say, I, I think that, yeah, this could be precedent for, for letting him walk in the off season, maybe. Or doing like uh, a sign and trade or something to that effect. Like, I don't think they should lose him for nothing, but I just... Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, not, not a lot of teams have cap space, but there'll be some team that's like wanting to pay a guy like Dre just to put... Well, I don't know if you... Seats. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but... Um, both Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic were like tweeting like in defense of Draymond, like fully, fully, oh, really? fully. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, is this, is this some free agency recruitment? 
happening yeah. you know like a lot of people yeah. started putting their conspiracy hats on like oh are they trying to get draymond green on their team that's kind of yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. and different i don't know why he would make that move necessarily but <laughs> yeah, it's know. just that's funny to have multiple players on the same team just fully defend him i think that's hilarious. i love that dropping the eye emojis or the zipper emoji <laughs> like, yeah. like under um yeah so i don't know i but i think a, a, too much is being made of like and i and i think it's for the news cycle to be honest um that, let's say the warriors do lose this series i doubt it'll be a sweep but let's say they lose it in five or six or even seven mm-hmm. some people are saying oh is this the end of the the, the dynasty and uh, should they start breaking up the team no <laughs> i don't know why people are so obsessed with like the end of things i mean just just two years ago they were champions like they were champions still, last year last year sorry i meant to say yeah i'm thinking of this year as well so last year they were champions um and and it's just like just chill out i mean steph is still steph okay clay I... is a version of clay he's not the same clay um and uh well we just spoke on draymond and they have they have some young pieces there i mean am i worried about jordan Poole? Yes, we're all worried about. We're all worried about Jordan Poole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I I, I really do think that there's a future there. I'll say this: I fully tweeted that this is the end of an era and a beginning of a new one. So I was being dramatic. I was Mm -hmm. fully doing the thing that you're saying isn't true. But I I I don't believe it. But I will say this, like, okay, first of all, if we look at Golden State, look, they still have Steph Curry. And as long as you still have Steph Curry, you've got a team, right? And I think they have been so good at building around this core with newer guys and things like that. But I, I feel like, and I'm only saying this in hindsight, Mm -hmm. but when they lost Kevin Durant, maybe they should have been thinking, Who's yeah. the next guy we're going after here? Yeah. Because they allegedly, allegedly recruited Kevin Durant for a long time. Yeah. You know, like all the other players were in his DMs and blah, blah, blah. Like they were allegedly talking to him for a long time. And I feel like maybe they should have been looking around the league and being like, who do we want to target next? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, and, no, and, and I don't think they've done that. And and obviously they won last year, and that's amazing. And but... it's a beautiful story. I mean, like in terms of again, it's not yeah. against Kevin Durant per se, not directly. No, at least, not at but, all. But for him to have left and for them to still put together something because the narrative became um, the overwhelming narrative <laughs> that uh, you know this team with Kevin Durant was just unbeatable, and it was like those championships. Uh, almost were foregone conclusions yeah they were they were and 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 i didn't necessarily like love those seasons because you knew it but i think i just think like you know i just feel like look they're they're not getting younger Mm-hmm. You know, like these guys are in their mid thirties now, and I hate saying yeah. that as someone who's also in my mid thirties. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. How old is Steph? Is Steph? He's like thirty five. Like, I'm pretty sure he's thirty five. Is he? Wow. So it's yeah, like yeah. you gotta think like, how am I going to best utilize just yeah. the next few years? Because realistically yeah. speaking, that's what you have, and I don't know if running it back with what they have is it. 
And so I think if there yeah. is like a sign in trade opportunity with Draymond or something to that effect, then maybe that's something you have to consider. I love well, Draymond on this team. Yeah. I just mean like, like, like I'm not saying Draymond's bad for the team. I'm not saying that, but I just yeah. think like you got to be thinking forward here. Yeah. Well, I guess if you're defining that, that the end of an era is a sign and trade of, of Draymond. No, I was being that's... dramatic when I said, it's no, the no, no, no. I, know, I, know. I was like, they're over. They're over. I'm speaking, I'm speaking more of the general you. Like <laughs> yeah, if everybody's yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of defining the end of this era as the fragmenting of those, those three players and, and one leaving, then yeah, I guess that's the end of an era. But in terms of like, um, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I'm looking at it in terms of it's not a full reset of this team. No. It's just more of a, you're going to have to change what, I mean, it's a, it's a different team. It's not as deep as it once was. There's a lot more young players on the team. It's funny how they're keeping some of their, like their same identity. Like some of the one problem that I've noticed that's persisted through the warriors throughout their whole, like this whole era of the warriors is the way that they turn over balls, like turnover oh, possessions. Like, they just, they've always done that. Like, <laughs> but the difference was, is that before they were just such a better team. Um, like they were like elite in defense and like completely changed the game in terms of floor spacing and offense, right? Like, well, yeah. Um, and, and they also had like other guys to pass the ball to, right? Mm-hmm. Like they had guys like Livingston and stuff like that who could hit a corner three. And then yeah. now it's like Jordan Poole's supposed to be that guy. And he's really struggled the series. And then you talked about Kaminga and then like Andrew Wiggins, who I actually think has been good. Likewise, especially for coming back when after so long, but isn't necessarily the dominance that he was having before. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you did this. And I thought you were raising your hand. No, I was just pointing to the Wiggins. Oh, you're the the meteorologist. Yes. Well, there shout out go. to everyone on YouTube watching who will actually get that yeah. reference. Oh, um, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I realized. Yeah, there was just, yeah, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> that people listen to the show and don't always yeah. watch on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're on all the platforms. But anyway, yeah. um, okay, let's move on a bit and talk about the uh, Grizzlies Lakers series, which is yeah. uh, tied 1 1 as of this recording been a highly entertaining series so far really has lived up to the hype um last night memphis grizzlies won and now this morning uh dylan brooks trash talking lebron james has gone viral yeah basically calling him old and he doesn't care about him and and then explicitly said that he is poking the bear right which as we know means he's deliberately trying to get under lebron james's skin and is you know, challenging him essentially, yeah. which I think a lot of people would be like, don't do, don't do. But in my opinion, I think, okay, this is, I'm going on a bit of a limb here, if I may. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, Dylan Brooks is from Mississauga. Shout out to yeah. Mississauga. I'm also from Mississauga. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has been watching LeBron James his whole life. More yes. explicitly, he's been watching LeBron James kick the Raptors' ass yeah. his whole life. I think he's been waiting for this. He wants this. He's never come out and explicitly said like he was a Raptors fan, but I'm assuming he was. Of course he was. I'm assuming he was, right? And so I think he just, he wants this so bad. He has LeBronto in his brain and he just needs 
LeBron to go off and he just can't wait to like block his shot or just something, you know? And I think, yeah, I think people are like considering this to be like, he's insulting LeBron. I think he's complimenting LeBron. And I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. When did, when did Brooks come into the league? When, do you know when he was drafted? Like, was he, like, I don't know, maybe like three, four years ago. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out if he would have been like somebody who was watching the Librato series as a fan rather than a fellow player. Like I'm trying to just think of when he was, he was in, but yeah, three or four years ago, he would have been watching Librato. Like, He's 27. Yeah. He's slightly See, older than I thought. He was born in 96. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think like he would have been, he would have been a college player in like the calf years. So I think he would still be watching as a fan to some degree. To some degree. Yeah. You start to distance a bit as you're, you know, sort of grooming. But do you remember there was like a game years ago when like Chris Bosh was still on the Raptors and then his wife said something to him and then he he went off. This lives rent free in our minds. Okay. It just does. It just does. We all know this post game. Like Bosch can take his wife or something. Yes, for that. he absolutely yeah. did. He absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. did. Yeah, or Chris. So, or and that would him. have been the first iteration of the Cavs with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, I I love LeBron. It's so weird. It's so hard because uh, I I'm obviously a Raptors fan, um, but I I just I I feel, um, you know, not to to ride them too hard, but I feel like I'm honestly grateful that I've been able to watch like this guy for his career. Yeah. And just to see like how much hype he came in with um, and, and for him to arguably exceed that hype. Um, yeah. That's how big the hype is that you would actually say arguably exceed. It's not just like definitely exceeded the hype, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, he was called was the chosen one in high school. Yeah. I mean, that's. And he tattooed it on his back. Like, look, he didn't do himself a lot of favors. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, no. Uh, I think, I, I think I, Raptors fans actually have the utmost respect for LeBron. Like, I think there are so many diehard Raptors fans that actually would argue that lebron is the greatest of all time over jordan probably because he beat us for so many years honestly well, we got a front row seat to it right yes like I think that yeah that was, yeah that's part of it and, and and that's a lot that's what it comes down to in terms of the argument you'll watch the sort of partition of people that are mj versus lebron it's what what show did you have a front row seat to and that's where your bias is going to be mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i think that's exactly what brooks is doing i think it's hilarious i think it's awesome um, this goes back to, uh, you know, to call back to when I said that I, I love heels and I think that it's fun. And I think, I think that we need to lean into that pageantry a bit. Um, like that's, I, I've never really been somebody who, other than when I was like young, really, really watched the WWE. Um, but I, as somebody who watched it from afar, I loved the pageantry of it. I just loved how, you know, it just like play up to the crowd a little bit. And I think that type of stuff is almost, was almost getting lost for a little while um, between uh, players becoming like best friends who are on separate teams. You have the banana boat crew, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. CP3 and, and Mello and, you know, and Bosch, I think, and then LeBron. And, and they were just like, there was too much 
friendliness going on. Um, <laughs> That's such a I funny thing to say. And I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, I appreciate it. Okay, Barkley. Pers- okay, Barkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, let me tell you. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that this type of stuff is awesome because I think that it does come from a place of reverence and love and respect. And, and I think he's trying to get under his skin. Do I think it might be a mistake? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I do. Because I think if there's somebody you don't want to poke, it's, it's LeBron. Um, but uh, as, a, as somebody who's watching the series, I really enjoy it. However, I did just have a drop in Memphis that did very well. Yes, you did. Hockey jerseys. Um, I got to know some of the people in Memphis and it was a really, really positive experience. We sold out in store in one hour. Amazing. Online, online it took like a day and a half. Um, so, uh, I am, I am absolutely rooting for Memphis here. Um, were it not for that experience, I'd probably be rooting for LeBron. Cause I just, I know how, I, I don't know, but I, I can only imagine how hard it is to sustain that excellence and just, uh, just like, go for it, go for gold. Like, just keep like getting championships. I just want to see you get as many as possible, as long as it's not at the expense of my team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see the way this series goes. Um, you know, with, with John Morant out, um, they won last night. Um, shout out to Desmond Bain. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. I mean, I think when I think about LeBron, I've probably, I, watching him in real time has really been special Mm-hmm. But also, I don't think I've ever rooted against a player or more in my life, <laughs> mainly just because of the teams he's been on and, and stuff like that. But I uh, I think like when he retires, it'll be a very sad day. Like I'll 100%. miss him. I'll miss him a lot. And, and I think I'll never enjoy rooting against someone more in my life. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think I sort of learned that lesson with Kobe. I mean, I, I, I will say that during the Heatles years, I was not a LeBron fan. I hated that whole thing. Um, oh, but, when he was on the Heat? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just didn't like the super team. Now I look back on it, I actually, uh, you know, I have a different lens of viewing it. But um, I definitely feel like I learned that lesson with Kobe a bit because there was a period there in the mid-late 2000s where I was a Kobe hater and then sort of came around to being like, well, this guy's actually really good. And then of course we lost Kobe. And I think that that was just like one of those things where it's like, I, I now I, maybe it's an age thing. I don't know what it is, but now I just look at players and I sort of go try to as much as possible, enjoy watching them. Even if I hate watching them, like, even if I, as a hater, like as somebody's like, yeah, cause oh, you I appreciate hope, you their know. greatness. Yes, exactly. So I'm just trying to go like, wow, that's like incredibly impressive that they're doing that. CP3, same thing. I had a complete turn on him too. There's just players that like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying like I'm a CP3 stand now, but but definitely I look at him and go, yeah, he's super annoying, like incredibly annoying. Um, he'll get a team attack for untucking their shirt. 
Um, but, <laughs> but like he, what he does and it's, it's like all time greatness. Like uh, you should do like a Phoenix Jersey, like a Chris Paul Phoenix thing. But yeah. while he's in his uniform, he also has a whistle in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just pointing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Or like, there's like flames burning off his Jersey and underneath it's a referee Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's Scott Foster. It's Scott Foster, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like a split head of him and, and Scott Foster. Yeah, it would and sell. Foster, it's yeah. too shady, but it would sell. Um, okay, one question I wanted to ask you real quick. You know, I feel like early on we've been defined by a lot of big injuries. You know, like there's sure. John Morant, uh, Giannis, Tyler Hero. Uh, as of this recording, Sabonis is TBD for game three tonight. Um, yeah. And of course, Paul George is out. What do you think is going to impact? Like, what injury do you think is going to impact which team most? I don't know. I mean, like, on one hand, I think that Paul George being out is a big impact. Um, it remains to be seen how long Giannis is out with his back. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I don't think that I, I still think that the the Bucks are going to win that series. Um, the Heat took Game One with just some ridiculous shooting. Um, I would, I would say John Morant being out is, is a big thing for, for the Lakers series. I really think that the Memphis just got a really bad draw. Yeah. Like at the number two seed facing a number seven Lakers that are like now back and healthy and a bit revamped. Um, and I still think think Memphis could win the series, but they do have a tougher draw, um, because they would face Golden State or Sacramento, looking like Sacramento right now. But they yeah. also are playing like a championship team. Like all for yeah. all our talk about the Warriors, sorry not to go back on my topics here, but like we forgot to talk about just how amazing the Kings have been this yeah. whole time. And I think like I picked the Warriors to win this series because I think my Raptors bias has mm-hmm. taught me that teams that are new to the playoffs lack playoff experience and they can struggle a bit out the gate, even if they do have a phenomenal regular season. And this team has just been the opposite of that. They've been so impressive to watch. They look like a championship team, even though they've never been there before. And I've just mm-hmm. been, I've been super, super impressed with the Kings. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what, what, like how, what the ceiling on the Kings really yeah, is. Yeah. Or how but... they play on the road. Yeah, exactly. In the playoffs, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love JJ Redick. Um, uh, I, I really enjoy his podcast. I really enjoy him on panels. Um, but I, I think that I don't agree with what he said recently that the whistle is sort of going too far in favor of the Kings in this series. I think the Kings have really played themselves into this position. Like, I think it's it's hard work. A lot is being talked about. Like, like we just did, honestly, like, oh, Draymond's out. What does that mean for the Warriors' chances? I mean, yeah, of course it impacts it. But on the other hand, we're, we're, we're talking in the inverse here. We're not talking as much about, like, how great the Kings really have been. And that playoff atmosphere is just great. It reminds, yeah. me, of, it reminds me of the 2014 Raptors. Like, yeah. when we sort of came back, it was a young team. We were in the 5-4 position uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, went to seven. Everything was just like to this day, like the early probably, We the North era. Yeah, that was I think that, that was, was the first actually year. the yeah. We the North era. In fact, they yeah. weren't they weren't going to drop that until next year. 
but there was this incredible run that they that they dropped that campaign early which interesting part about that is that so the we the north you know logo that we think of the font right it's it's like a it's a it's a free font that's available online that you could just go download from a thousand and one free fonts because they didn't create anything custom for it and it's called chinese rocks and they just ran it out so quickly that that's why it's become the easiest thing for people to pirate. Like you'll go oh. out to the east end of Toronto and it'll be like, we the beach or we the south or we the west. Right. You can find it anywhere because you, you can just make that in a second. Also, look, like another random digression from that. Ever notice that the Bucks font looks a lot like the We the North font, the new Bucks font? Yeah, they keep copying us, like even with their whole outdoor situation. Like, I don't know what they call. Yeah, yeah. Like their Fear the Deer. They have like their own version of Jurassic Park. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, they keep copying us. It's annoying. Is it called like the herd or the meadow? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the forest. The forest? There's no trees. the hell are you gonna call it? Uh, yeah, yeah. The highway. No I'm kidding. Has <laughs> <laughs> no has nobody done yes. it of that? Like somebody the just highway. driving like a transport truck and like running over a deer if they lose the series. Um, but uh, but yeah. Anyways, that's just coming. What, what was I talking about? Who does it? Who does it impact the most? Probably them. Um, like. They won last night. Uh, Tillman, I think, had like a career high of 22 points or something like that. Uh, Tyus, um, Tyus Jones is, was incredible. Uh, I was honestly mostly impressed with Desmond Bain. Um, and uh, Jaron Jackson. So like Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain, all those guys coming together. That was great. Um, I will say that John Morant with him being missing, they actually have like a decent record when he was out. It's like trying to look it up here. Yeah. I think it was like 37 and 17 or something like that. I thought it was 33 and 17. Oh, okay. That's I just wrote it down, but that's probably right. It's, um, and I, I'm not like perpetuating the E-wing theory or anything here. I'm just, I'm just saying that like, you know, it, it can be done. Hopefully he comes back. Um, but I, I, I still think that they have a chance. So yeah, I still think Memphis Memphis has a chance. I, I, I thought maybe not, but I was very encouraged by last night's game and, uh, you know, we'll see, we don't know how long Morant is out either. So, you know, hopefully he is back soon. It's a bad fall. It was a bad fall, actually. Like I, if you I watch his hand go all the way back. Yeah, it's, it's like, not great. Mm. Uh, I am personally concerned for Giannis um, because it is a back injury, and I do think right. he will come back and he will play. You know, he'll he'll play through the pain. I think, but yeah. uh, you know, based not I'm obviously no doctor or anything like that, but based on just my years no? of watching, so no, you can't tell. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was positive. <laughs> okay well ignore those emails i said okay <laughs> all right all right uh i've been properly roasted but uh no i just think back issues are chronic in athletes and mm-hmm. it, you know it could lead to more longer term stuff with Giannis. so i think like whenever i hear back injuries i do get really concerned maybe for this playoff run he'll be okay you know obviously hopefully he is like 
I did pick Milwaukee to come out of the East, but um, yeah, I do think that's concerning it and, and likely, hopefully not, but likely to be a chronic issue throughout um, the playoffs, unless it was truly minor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. I, I hope not because I, I as well have Milwaukee coming out of the East. I just think that they're sort of them, honestly, them or, or, or it's hard to say because like the one, yeah, the one series that I just have no interest in because I have it such a foregone conclusion. Well, two series because also the Nuggets one uh, is the Celtics and the Hawks. Like, I just think like just there's several just there's several forward? series that I have no interest in. There's yeah. there's the the Bucks Heat no interest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah the the Nets Seventy Sixers no interest. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, that one. even. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Boston Hawks, no interest. Um, yeah, Nuggets and Timberwolves, uh, no real interest, although I did watch last night's game. Um, I mean, that's four out of, you know, yeah. that's four series. So that's a lot. Um, but, yeah. you know, that's sometimes how the first round goes. Um, Casey, I wanted to ask you, who are your championship picks? Like, who do you think is making it to the finals? Who do you think is winning? It's hard to say, really, because like I've I've actually really relatively been enjoying the parity in the league, even though like Very it's much. actually sort of ushered in like a, a pretty lackluster couple of years of the Raptors, uh, which is funny because they they almost sort of ushered it in, <laughs> like with their yeah, championship. That's true. Uh, but um, so it's hard to pick just one person. De- uh, definitely in the West, like I have no idea who I'm picking to come out of the West. Um, but I, so that leaves me picking the Bucks in the East. I, I think that it's probably still the Bucks that I think the Bucks or Boston. Um, I, I don't know what it is with the West, but I just, I can't They're so it. unpredictable. The West is yeah. completely unpredictable. I mean, I pick Golden State to beat the Kings and that might, that's not looking to yeah. be true at this yeah. point, even if they win tonight. I mean, that's just... I think there's a stat like if you win the first two games of a series, it's like you have like a 90% chance of winning the series. Like it's crazy. So yeah, the West is completely unpredictable. I, for fun, created like a Kevin Durant redemption bracket. Like yeah, I was yeah. just like, what if, what if there's a world where just the Suns win it? And, would be, would be and what does that exciting. look like? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had the Suns versus the Bucks. Because if yeah. you remember when Durant was against the Nets and it was the whole toe on the line thing, right? And then they didn't they didn't beat that series. So you know now he's going up against Kawhi, and Kawhi's looking amazing right now. Like yeah. he's look he's been the best player in that series so far, which I didn't yeah. actually expect, which is you know wonderful for him. And you know the next series, it's not as enticing in terms of like a rivalry because it would be the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Durant doesn't have any relationship with the Nuggets, but still, okay, if you beat the first team in the West, and yeah. then you would face um, who would it be? It would be the winner of it would be like the Warriors or Memphis or yeah. the Lakers or the Kings. Kings. Um, yeah, and and I was just like, who knows? You could have so many different narratives. I was picking the Warriors to go that far because I thought yeah. that's the ultimate right them yeah. to face the warriors so for me it was more like what do i want to see happen 
Yeah. And what do I think would be the most interesting? But I already like, I don't know. I posted a gif of Angela Bassett walking away from a burning car and referred <laughs> to it as my as my bracket. Like I don't actually <laughs> think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. That's the one that sort of I switched on a lot. Um, I, I tend not to overreact to to uh, trades or free agents in the late season too much. Like, cause, you know, let's say as an example, Kyrie Irving going to the Mavs, right? Um, I tend not to yeah. overreact to that type of stuff. I mean, that went south. Um, the fact that are, we're not even talking about Luca in these playoffs is still wild to me. I would say that that actually wasn't like I don't know about internally uh, because obviously he's absolutely tanked a lot of teams' cultures. But in terms of play on court, I don't feel like that that was actually Kyrie's fault, which was odd. No, yeah, um, I know. Uh, but uh, the one that I sort of flipped on was the Suns because I, I will say that a Booker's looks looked incredible. Like just has looked absolutely yes, incredible. Has. It still looks like his team, honestly. Um, and frankly, it still really is because that's the one thing that I've noticed with Durant has looked about as good as anybody could look coming to a team that late. Yes. Um, he, he, he makes everybody better. Um, his basketball IQ is so incredible. I'm sure he's already like further ahead in understanding the sets and plays and the different tendencies of each players. I'm sure he's light years ahead of any other person. Having said that, he does still look like the new guy on the team at times. Yeah, I, I mean, the that's... injury really threw things off because he didn't have that. a crappy injury. Too. Yeah, because he just didn't have the time to figure all mm -hmm. of that out. And I really just, I decided to just go for it because, like you said, like he does have such a strong IQ. He is mm -hmm. such a good player that I just thought, well, if they can figure it out, then why you know why not and and with things so wide open it's also like why not and i'm thinking like the clippers don't have paul george and blah 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 you know it, it actually still could happen but it's yeah. just it just doesn't f feel like the most likely but nothing feels like the most likely i do think well, Denver will go far could, like yeah the, the lakers, lakers could go far like it's wild yeah like, i have so many friends who believe in the lakers and i personally yeah. just don't but they have an easier I, path they do have an easier path a hundred percent and i and i and i as well don't i'm not calling here that um that i'm i'm i think that the lakers are not the, the lakers are not my pick for the west that's not what i'm saying but it is conceivable which is wild as a seven seed um and it's conceivable that another outcome of this is is a Lakers Celtics finals. Like it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, which I don't want to go. Like, I, I, I don't know. We've had that. I don't want to go back to that. That's yeah. <laughs> like, what about another from, Lakers Heat finals? Huh? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, you know, like as somebody who comes from like, I mean, both of us like come from a market that's like, even though it's one of the biggest markets in the league, is not like. The darling, I just, I, I grew so tired of like the Lakers, the Heat, the Celtics. Like I'm just yeah, over yeah. that stuff. Like uh, they, 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 you know, a lot is made of like, oh, they're pushing this team along and they're pushing that team along. Just push the best team along. <laughs> Let's just like, and you work on marketing that. Like I don't mm. care that people don't care about Sacramento as a city. Make them care about the product on the court. Like, yeah. Just, <laughs> you know that's very true 
Um, I feel that way about OKC. Like OKC yeah. has had so many teams that I love, but I mm-hmm. haven't Googled like Oklahoma City tourism. <laughs> no, you know what will. I mean? And I never, and I never will. will. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No I remember that. when Kevin Durant was there, like when he was young and like, he was on like Jimmy Kimmel or something. And he talked about like hanging out at the Apple store yeah, in Oklahoma yeah, city. Cause that was like yeah, the thing to I do. There's yeah, yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. else to do. You would just hang out at yeah, the Apple yeah. store. And it's like, that is, that is. You buy a lot of property there. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. Like, I guess. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, we have some NBA awards, Mike Brown, coach of the year. Uh, first unanimous coach of the year ever um and then we have jaron jackson jr defensive player of the year and then we have our first ever clutch player of the year going to De'Aaron fox casey i mean do you have opinions do do you feel like any of this should have gone to anyone else Uh, mike brown definitely not like I, I really yes. think that that to he me was, was a unanimous coach of the year. And something about like he's one of the first. He, he's like one of a very short list to win coach to win it twice. twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's great. Uh, definitely the <clears throat> the King story has just been uh, like honestly a delight to watch. Like I'm really happy for that whole um, city light the beam. and just fan oh, base. Light yeah, the light the beam is amazing. Can we just talk about how hilarious that is? Yeah, that, uh, it's very campy. Yeah, Vivek, is it Vivek? Vivek, yeah. His, yeah, Vivek, he he just wanted like lasers up on there and they're like, this is a really dumb idea. And they like, they didn't want to do it. And then it like turned into this thing. That's just hilarious. It's almost, it reminds me of We the North, but like way, way campier somehow. Um, yeah, because yeah. there's an actual beam that needs to be lit at the end of every game they win. And it's not like the button, like I'm, I'm maybe... Maybe some people know this, maybe some people don't, but the button doesn't actually correlate to the beam. It's just somebody <laughs> on a walkie-talkie, and they just go, all right, he hit it, and then somebody up top hits, <laughs> hits the, the actual thing, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. there's a lot of people who don't know that because they just don't know, I don't yeah. know, industry. Well, it's just like, it wouldn't... The, the fakeness like of think, film and television, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like people who go to the games and think that like there's actually an opposing team... Like if you go to a Raptors game and let's say it's against the Celtics or something, there'll be like a Celtics fan that gets a pie in the face and they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe he did that. You're like, Oh my God. It's a, it's a staff member of MLSE that put on a Celtics jersey and just sat sat, like, have you not been to a game before? Um, I'm happy for them though. I mean, live in that magic. Um, Clutch, honestly, I think that De'Aaron Fox seems to, to lead in every single statistical category that there is for clutch, it's pretty hard to quantify. Yeah. Um, so I'm good with that as well. Um, definitely my guy, uh, Damar, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm biased towards him. So if I was to like lead in a direction I would go towards Damar, but yeah, no Fox definitely deserves it. And then the guy, I think that like, I'm, I'm, I really like Jaron Jackson. I really like him as a person. I think he's super dope. Like he just like, I was watching um, your episode with Ashley mm-hmm. and you guys were talking about Memphis and how they're kind of fratty and, yes. and you know, and I, I couldn't agree more. Um, the dancing and stuff and 
I love Memphis, uh, but uh, that will come back to bite them. I'm sure of it. It's just yeah. like the the wrestling moves came back to bite um, the Bucks. Like it's just like it's bad to telegraph your losses like that, <laughs> or the like post game filming of yourself like fucking um, doing um, workouts like the Suns did. All of that stuff comes back to bite you. Just don't do it. Um, Jaron feels like a rock in that team. Like he just, he does not give off that vibe at all. Just comes out, does his work, talks about defense with, with Dylan Brooks and, you know, goes home. Just seems like a really nice dude. So I'm really happy for him. Wow. So he's like not a part of the uh, frat pack. And well, assessment. I mean, I'm sure he's got to play. I'm sure you can catch him in the background of one of those old dance videos, those NSYNC <laughs> dance videos that they're doing in the player hallway, but player tunnel. Uh, yeah. But I don't think that he's leading the charge on any of those. No. Yeah. I look, I completely agree with you. I think the league got all of these right this year. I don't feel a type of way like it should be someone else. I don't feel like these awards were hotly debated. Not these ones. I mean, the MVP has been hotly debated and we've talked about that for a bunch, but I, you know, I feel like these three, the league got right. And it just feels like, you know, kudos to them really. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I think it's I, – I, my vote's for Embiid, for MVP, for whatever that's worth, um, just because I think that – I just I, – I feel like Jokic might have just lost it, at, you know, at the end. sort of yeah. – do, do, the dog days of the regular season. Uh, but it's very close. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, no, I, I really think that it's – other thing I wanted – I just thought of this with Jaron is that when he's out – Whereas Jaw was like 33 and 17 when, when the Memphis is, when, I, when Jaw's out. When he's out, I think they're like 500. Like, I think they're nine and nine or something. Right. So, like, I, I don't know. Uh, there was that little funny thing where they said they were padding his stats, which, like, I don't know. I think people no, reacted I... a little quickly to that. <laughs> That's harder to do with defense, honestly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so let's we have a little bit of Raptors talk this episode. Let's get into yeah. that. Um, Pascal Siakam was in a poll for most overrated NBA players, and it came out it was like thirty one point five percent of other, and then Trey Young got fourteen point eight percent. And then Pascal Siakam got 7.4%. And I wanted to bring this up because I saw it going a little viral on Raptors Twitter here. I will say this. If I were Pascal Siakam and I saw a poll that said 7.4% of whatever people were polled thought I was overrated, I personally really wouldn't give a shit. Like that is such a small number of people that yeah. thing you know what i mean like like i just even if that is a proper reflection of the whole nba fan base that's only 7.4 percent like and yeah. we all know like coverage of you know the raptors isn't you know what great you know in the u.s and stuff like that i just truly wouldn't care i thought a lot of raptors fans did care and you know shout out to you we got a defender our guys i guess but i thought yeah. this was a little bit of a of a nothing burger as people like to say but what did you think when you saw this i i, I agree i think what happens sometimes is that narrative stick uh particularly online um, right so i think that the narrative of 
You know, here was a guy, there, it, it was a high followed by a, a pretty low low. Um, <clears throat> you know, here was a guy who was leading the Kawhi list 2020 Raptors um, to what was on track to be a better regular season record, right? Yeah. Um, he was just bursting onto the scene and, and people were basically learning to spell and pronounce Siakam outside of Toronto for like <laughs> the first time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you watch the finals, yeah, sure. But like in general, like you're like, okay, Siakam is a guy. Like, and he was, he was drafted 27th overall. It was 27th, correct? I think. Yes, Anyways. around that. Or 20. Around that. Yeah. So not, not like a guy that burst onto the scene immediately. Um, a bit of a surprise, a, a lot of a surprise. And then obviously there was the shutdown in the bubble, right? And in the bubble, his playoff performance was bad. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. It was bad. He'll, he'll say it was bad. And I think that was, he learned a lot from those moments, but that was the narrative that stuck, right? Because this team didn't have its number one offensive option in, in, in a series against, um, and he wasn't very good in the Brooklyn series either but he was noticeably absent in the, in the Celtics series. And I think that just stuck. And it sucks that that happens sometimes because Pascal Siakam in every metric is better than he was on the 2020 team. Yeah. In almost every metric, I think in threes, he might be a bit down, but, um, and this season was a disappointment, but like the two guys that sort of met expectations were OG and Pascal this mm-hmm. season. Do you know what I mean? And, and really the front office failed him. And I just think that it's, he's become sort of the linchpin or the scapegoat rather of, of the team's struggles per se. Um, so I, I, I think that again, I yeah, outside care. of our fan base, I think outside of our fan base. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this fan base has actually been, pretty good with him outside of obviously how terrible they were during the bubble but Um, other than that have been very favorable towards him uh because they watch him on a consistent basis and that happens to i'll talk to uh contacts that i have in 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 la that work within the league or you know a league adjacent and the way that they undervalue players on our team is just it's hilarious they'll talk about like Oh, I heard OG and Ananobi's available. Like, we'll give you this, this, and that. And I'm like, no, we don't want your garbage. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you don't watch them on a consistent basis. So, um, but there's benefits to that as well, right? Like, that's why I think that if it weren't for him going home, Kawhi would be perfect here in Toronto. Like, no, you're not going to get that attention. Yes, they won't rate you properly, but you also won't get any of the media buzz around you. Like nobody's going to be poking and prodding out outside of the Toronto Sun and the Toronto Star here. Mm-hmm. Like, so you know, you take the good with the bad. I think that we try uh, as a as an organization. I think the Raptors try to attract people who want to keep it more on the quiet side. Yeah, I. Uh, and if the I, byproduct of that, of that is. Seven percent of people think you're overrated. Who cares? cares? Yeah, I think I completely agree. I think you got to look at stuff like that and just let it go. You know, I you just got to let it go and focus on yourself, focus on your game, focus on, you know, whatever your goals are and just move forward. Like I, you know, I mean, we're fans. I suppose it's our job to 
make a whatever out of something but to me i was just like nah this is this is nothing pascal's fine pascal's great yeah um, and, and getting better and, and getting better consistently and the one thing that you know comes out about pascal just in my like totally unimportant conversations with people who are in the practice facility with him and stuff is like just how hard of a worker he is mm-hmm, like just absolutely mm-hmm. dedicated hard worker um that's why it sort of sucked the way that the, the series ended yeah with the missed free throws you know it's I mean here's a guy who was creating like just absolutely unreal you know fadeaway shots <laughs> during the game and at the end it would oh it's so only hit it. one out of those three yeah yeah sucked. that that sucked. did suck i agree um you know demar Derozan's daughter dr <laughs> yeah yeah oh and can i just say one thing about that, that <laughs> yes. so the reports that came out that, that and i'm not i don't know if they were true or not um if they were true like uh oh i guess i should so dr um DeRozan, DeMar's nine-year-old daughter, was um, shrieking during the free throws. And we shot a, like, franchise worst at the line. Um, Then some reports came out later that she had to be escorted away because of online threats. I'm just going to say this. I don't know. If that's true, terrible, awful, terrible behavior. Um, As somebody who somewhat knows that family, I heard nothing of that. Nothing. I was oh, talking really? to his, yeah, I was talking to his cousin. I was talking to, like, I was just like, we were laughing, sending memes back and forth. We had one that like was her shrieking next to LeBron during the uh, Miami um, Celtics series where his head's down and he's looking up. So it's like her, like, <laughs> I, and I, we heard nothing of that. And, and if you're, if you're at the game and you're a member of the family, you will get escorted out of there. I, I, I seriously, I don't know who reported that or where it came from, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like it could have been true, but that doesn't necessarily mean they were like serious. But also, yeah. I mean, not that I am condoning that behavior. I think no, like it's terrible, likewise. but uh, yeah. you know, I think sports fans are, you know, not, they're not the best in those moments. And yeah. I think um, sports betting has really altered a lot of people's behaviors and what they say yes. towards the sport. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was true, but maybe they just weren't um, the level of serious that was reported. I'm not sure actually, but yeah, I don't, I don't know for sure either. I, I didn't personally sometimes- see any threats. No, I didn't. I actually thought that Raptors fans like online at first when I was, I was at the game. So I was only checking it at like the whistle. At first I saw like people being like, who the F is like shrieking and they were so angry. And then as soon as I saw people realize that it was who it was, daughter, that we, we, like, won, we oh. won 80, we won 80. Yeah. That's how yeah. most of us were because we love Damar. Yeah, yeah. We all love Damar and he like, he knows it as well. Like, he's like he absolutely like, he's also like this is the one stadium i can get away with this. yeah you know, like, <laughs> he knows it he absolutely knows that he's beloved here yeah so yeah. um 
I don't know. I thought that that report was really weird. And I, and, and I did see a lot of people who weren't from like the Toronto fan base or market be like, oh, this is Toronto fans all over again. Like, I don't know, man. I didn't see. Or we have a reputation. We do have a we do have a negative reputation as a fan base outside of Toronto. Yeah. You know, when we think about I mean, you talk about um, narrative sticking to you. I mean, the, the whole Kevin Durant bad. thing was bad. Like, we are we are known for being a terrible, moody uh, fan base. It's just it's true. Yes, and that and and part of that is true, um, and and that exists in a lot of fan bases. But I, I feel like it, ever since twenty nineteen, it's actually gotten pretty bad. And yeah, because like on your belly, it, that's really when gross. It's like twenty, I want to say, was it twenty sixteen when we were in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then LeBron beat us, and and then LeBron was trying yeah. to talk to. Burke and it was like let's go Raptors like oh and then he was like do you hear this crowd that was yeah. like our peak of being a great fan base yeah yeah and then it's kind of gone downhill from there well I think there's that and I think that a lot of I think what happened as well is that I just noticed a lot of people never come and it's sad it's unfortunate but a, a lot of people just never came back from the lockdowns and the pandemic and I could you could just see everybody's mood online shifting yeah different I know that was a little bit after um and and definitely the kevin durant stuff happened before so there there was already that momentum towards becoming this uh, not everybody of course is speaking about this sort of underbelly but there's becoming this sort of entitled fan base um and then i you could just i you could see it online particularly on twitter like where there was just this shift in in people's attitudes and and some people you know uh went through it came back you know, whatever. And then some people just never did. And, yeah. and it's, it's a bummer. They just like mentally never recovered from that. Yeah, that's true. And they um, put all of their hopes and dreams onto the team. And when the team doesn't do well, they don't feel well. And you're like, that's really, really dangerous way to live. Yeah. There are a lot of, a lot of people who put too much of their emotional well being into their local sports team. I think that's really because bad. I mean it's a more of a philosophical conversation to have, but I really believe it's because like just in society there are few places I'm generalizing here. There are few places where we allow men to really like emote. Yeah, no, I agree. I and agree express completely. themselves and sports is one of those areas, so that's why it just like it all comes out. Um, men particularly but people yes. in general i would yeah. only expand like men particularly but people in general and i think that that really sucks and i think that that unfortunately there's not a lot of empathy towards that there's more finger pointing and i think if people were more sort of empathetic and sort of like hey let's open up <laughs> like you know instead of going like yeah. you're like this then yeah when you point the finger at somebody that's when they get their back up and if we were just to sort of go but yeah yeah it's true um casey that brings us to our uh raptors hottie highlight of the week and this week it's going to og ananobi who became yeah. a new i believe part owner of the london lions he yeah. is in england and he is fashioning a fake british accent <laughs> yeah. which you gotta yeah. love you gotta love yeah. you know one day in london and already we're talking like this <laughs> in it in it 
So shout out to OG. Are you from London? Yeah, I'm really excited to own the London Lions. <laughs> you know, I think basketball's really growing here. <laughs> that was particularly bad. That last sentence was that really was, bad. That was pretty good. I was doing my impression of uh, Paul Rudd in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> like, he's talking to uh, Russell Brand. He's like, are you from London? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna come back with a girl with a girlfriend named Gemma. Yeah, Gemma. <laughs> he's gonna come yeah. back with a girl named Gemma. I love that. Yeah. yeah, you know. But anyway, he gets the hottie highlight of the week. Congrats to yeah. him. Very cool. It's a very cool thing that he's doing. You know, I think that's I think that's really fun. Sam Decker's boss now, so that's interesting. Right. Yeah, who's, who's playing over there? I know they did a little video for him. That was dope. Um, I think that's really cool, man. I like. I, I I'm always really impressed with with how, just in my lifetime, how much this league has grown internationally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that it's part of it is that it's a very easy to play sport that was always like at least at on a grassroots level of playing it in your driveway or like at a local park was popular everywhere. But now, like. Um, they've really expanded it and it would be really cool to see it to get to the level of like football, soccer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely so. agree. Um, I think it's great. Anything that, you know, helps grow the game of basketball is awesome. So shout out to you, OG. I will try to have Raptors hottie highlights, uh, as long as they are around and <laughs> posting about their lives. Um, okay, nice. Casey, thank you so much for joining me this week. This has been so fun. Uh, let us know thank what you. you're up to. Do you have any uh, upcoming drops you can tease that you want to let us know about or anything like that? And for people who aren't following you yet, where people can find you on the internet. So people can find me at Casey Bannerman on both Twitter and Instagram. CaseyBannerman.com is uh, my website. Um, at Casey Bannerman, I believe, has a, like a underscore on my social media. So, uh, but if you search it, you'll find it. Um, in terms of things I have coming up, I do have a sneaky thing coming up with Demar, Ooh. so uh, that will drop hopefully soon. Uh, is it a Dr. DeRozan jersey? Because I really would buy. That. <laughs> <laughs> would that be incredible? <laughs> uh, uh, Sorry, I had to. No, it's just it's her great. shrieking with the number ten. <laughs> She's, so, She's so funny. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, I I had my Memphis drop. Um, always trying to do drops. Uh, the other thing I'm going to be having coming out really soon, though, just to keep an eye out for. Two things, technically, is uh, two ready-to-wear lines. So uh, one um, that with a, a friend of mine, Ali, who runs Northern Touch Vintage, and another one will be just sort of a continuation of uh, the six N stuff that I do, which is sort of my little section that, like, um, sort of doing the different neighborhoods in Toronto that don't get love, you know? Right. Like, enough with these Kensington Market, yeah, yeah. Queen West blah, blah, blah. It's always the same five neighborhoods. Uh-huh. Give me Malvern, give me Rexdale, give me Riverdale, you know, give me those, those places people don't talk about enough. Um, so that's really ready cool. to wear lines. And um, we're, uh, we're just making moves, man. Just trying to do dope things with dope people. Love it. Um, thanks so much, Casey. Uh, thanks everyone Thank for tuning in and we'll uh, catch you next time. Bye.